This podcast is What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Bourbon and Borderlands here on the Black Tastic Podcast Network. I'm Panama Jackson. I'm joined by the homies Janae, Shawnice, and Corey. Yo, what up? What's up? We're down one this week. Uh, Jabri has some personal matters to attend to, so he's not going to be joining us. Or his sunglasses. Or his, or his sunglasses. Hands. Apparently, Jabri is a whole <laughs> mood in here. Um, I'm sure he'll enjoy hearing hearing those things are missed. Um, yeah, we uh we're ready to, to to get going on this this week's episode, which was very heavy. My God, um, it was moving. It was all those things. There were some solid performances. Like last week was a very solid performance from Charlie. Charlie let out the ugly cry to end all ugly cries. Um, and Bianca Lawson. Yeah, and Bianca yeah. Lawson. I mean, um, Darla, like mm-hmm. she 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 did it. You know what's funny? And I didn't mention this before, so I'll just do this briefly now. The song that was playing when um, when Charlie and Nova were having so their good. moment. Very important. Yeah. So it's, the song is called Lullaby by okay. a woman named Tasha. Have y'all listened well, to Tasha it? Tasha off of Bone Thugs and Harmony? I was listening no, to the word. No, it's, it's not. I was trying to figure out if it was. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's Tasha. Like the song was written. I'm not playing with you, Corey. It's the, th- oh, the song was written for that moment, right? It, it was like perfect. I no, was like, it's on her. Yo. It's on an EP from like last year. It's like an, an album from last year. It was such a perfect song. Perfect. Yeah, it worked out so perfectly. That listen, it I was like these words. This is like they uh, didn't have Nova and Charlie could have not spoken, and we could have just listened to the song, and it would have gave us it gave us everything, everything. we needed to know. Mm-hmm. Man, so shout outs to Tasha for that for okay, that Tasha. perfect okay, Tasha. moment song, and for the uh, music supervisors and everybody involved in Queen Sugar who has to find music for the show. When I went back and listened to it in the car, I was like, wow, this was literally the perfect most song. perfect song yeah. for this situation for Charlie's life in general right now, exactly. leading up to that. Well done. I'm Bravo. Golf Bravo, clap Tasha. and everything. You um, go, Tasha. All that. So we're going to kick things off, like we always do, with the recap. Uh, Corey, our good friend Corey, was supposed to bring a uh, an extra foolish recap for us. I was. But after watching the episode, he realized that it, it, it didn't call for that. No. So he had to pass on those duties because he didn't feel like he could do it justice. Growth. Evolution. They would have kicked this me out had I did gross. a recap this week. So, Janae is going to handle <laughs> recap duties for us this week. Um, Janae, you ready? I am prepared. All right, let's go. So, episode 410, Oh, My Mare. Uh, this one was definitely a doozy. So, we start out with Nova occupying a booth at Bias Prize Pies. And needless to say, Aunt Bai is not happy to see her there. Nova tries to plead her case, reminding their family that she's seen the error of her ways and she's a reformed woman, but Bai isn't buying it and essentially calls BS. At Darla's, Micah comes to pick up Blue for a fun day at the theme park. Darla, who at least in this moment looks like she's in a better state than we left her at the end of last episode, gets a call from her mom that one of her old friends, her best friend, is in town, but Darla, uh, for whatever reason, doesn't seem excited about this news. Charlie pulls up on Nova at Buys Prize Pies, surprisingly with a birthday gift and a thank you for the article Nova wrote and an invitation for a girl's trip, an invitation Nova is more than happy to accept. 
Nova and Charlie get to bond a little on the drive to their destination. They talk about the mill, which won't be covered under Charlie's insurance, and the need to find proof that Francis and Old World Energy were involved in the fire, which Nova offers to help her with. It's about time Nova got back to using her powers for good rather than whatever it is she's been doing. Amen. Okay. We find out that the girls' trip is actually to a women's retreat. Seems very appropriate, given Charlie and Nova's roller coaster of a relationship. Cut to Micah and Blue at the theme park, where they're having a grand old time, and ultimately they bond over their shared experience, both of them having parents that have split and are now dating new people. I love this particular interaction because you realize that Blue is really growing up and his capacity to understand these really nuanced family dynamics has grown, just as his and uh, Micah's relationship has grown as cousins. Back at the women's retreat, Charlie and Nova start to get into the nitty-gritty of why their relationship is where it is. They get into the Remy situation, Nova's impulsiveness, and her preference for asking for forgiveness rather than asking for permission. Cut to Darla, who has met up with her old homegirl, Jordan. Darla looks anything but excited to see her, nor does she look like she has any interest in going down the memory lane that Jordan is trying to take her on. Jordan's trash. She's awful. Trash. She's really awful. Um, Jordan is still out and about on the scene looking for the turn up, but that clearly doesn't align with the direction that Darla's life has gone. Jordan, Jordan then starts to reminisce about this infamous party in D.C. We know from previous episodes that this was the party that Blue was conceived um, when Darla and Ralph Angel were on a break, but Darla has no real recollection of it. Can't say the same for Jordan, though, because she surprisingly and disgustingly recalls every single detail about that night and essentially describes to Darla her rape. Upon realizing what Jordan was saying to her, Darla understandably cuts their meet up short. She runs out and winds up right in front of a bar. Darla, up to this point, has done the very best she could, trying to fight her demons, leave her past behind her, and create a new future for her and her family. But this new revelation for Jordan is just too much for her to take. She goes into the bar and not only drinks, but gets drunk. And I tell you, I slid off the couch. This hurt my feelings so bad. Not mine. <laughs> you know just what? couldn't help yourself, could you? <laughs> could not. Back at the theme park. Back at the theme park. <laughs> <laughs> Micah and Blue get separated when Blue decides to go off to the bathroom by himself. A police officer who, at least initially, seems friendly enough, spots Blue and allows him to wait in his police car until Micah finds him, though I didn't like he put him in the back. Vi is still giving Ignacio's son the blues at Vi's prize pies, but despite her cold shoulder, he's doing everything he can to get in her good graces. Back at the park, Micah finally finds Blue, but the police officer, of course, uh, tries to unnecessarily flex, gives Micah a hard time, which Blue witnesses, and I'm sure this adds to the laundry list of reasons why Micah is not messing with the police. Vi is out on a run where she runs into a clearly inebriated Darla, who incoherently says that she's looking for Blue. Vi immediately realizes that something's wrong and offers to take her home. Cut to Prosper, Hollywood, and Ralph Angel, who are having some guy time. Prosper is really feeling Lady Genevieve, and Ralph Angel yeah. reveals that he and Deisha are supposed to be meeting up that night, and he wants to make it official. Mm-hmm, yeah, okay. <coughs> Back at the women's retreat, Charlie and Nova are still reflecting on their relationship, this time expressing their vastly different recollections of a visit Nova made to Charlie when they were teenagers, further revealing that they don't really know each other as well as they thought they did. Back at Darla's, Vi's trying to get to the bottom of what could have drove Darla to drink. Darla initially and understandably is scared to talk about it with Violet, especially given their history, and perhaps doesn't even want to admit it to herself. But Aunt Vi supports Darla and speaking her truth to her, lets her know that she's in no way to blame, and shares her own personal experience with what Darla is going through, as she too was raped repeatedly by Jimmy Dale when they were married. Though the circumstances are tra tragic, 
Darla and Aunt Vi see each other more fully in that moment and are able to bond in a way that they never have. You can really see that the emotional work that Violet has been doing on herself is manifesting in her ability to share that painful experience with Darla and set aside their previous history to be there for her. Cut to Blue and Micah who are back from the park and they meet up with Rob Prosper in Hollywood. Blue excitedly tells the guys that he sat in the back of a police car, but the cops weren't too nice to Micah. The fellas essentially remind Micah not to let anyone steal his joy. Meanwhile, Rod gets a call from Aunt Vi telling him to get to Darla's stat. Rod arrives at Darla's, visibly nervous about what she could possibly have to say to him. Darla, with the support of Violet, reveals to him that she was with two guys the night that Blue was conceived, that she remembers none of it, and she tries to tell him that she realizes now that she was raped, but she can't seem to get the words out. When she apologizes to Ralph Angel, he tells her that there's nothing to be sorry about and that they'll get through it together. Ralph Angel ends up staying the night at Darla's on the couch, but of course he ended up missing his date with Deisha, who's been blowing his phone up. He checks in on Darla before he goes, um, where they share a sweet moment, gazing into each other's eyes, sweetly caressing each other before Ralph Angel leaves to go and start his day. And that is the end of the episode, leaving me emotionally exhausted and curled in fetal position, ready to phone a friend. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um, yeah, and uh, we're going to get ready to get into it with... The Good, the Bad, and the Nova. All right, right here on Bourbon and Borderlands, the Black Tastic Podcast Network. Welcome back to Bourbon and Borderlands, and we are back with The Good, the Bad, and the Nova. So last episode uh, had us wondering how Charlie would receive Nova's apology when she wasn't drunk or hungover. And so we'll go in with the good, very, very little good. Um, <laughs> and we see that Charlie gets Nova a birthday gift, which I thought was very cute. And, you know, they're sisters. We want to see them make up. Um, and it looks like overall Charlie is receptive to um, moving forward with the relationship with her sister Nova. What y'all think? Yeah, no, I think that's that's a good thing. I think she... Charlie is a little further along in her forgiveness process than maybe other members of the family are. I think that's due in large part to Nova really taking a big initiative in writing that article. And so I think Charlie, maybe in doing some soul searching for herself, maybe mending this relationship with Nova is a piece of her own healing as well. Because we know that Charlie's been through the ringer in these last few episodes, particularly, but I mean, throughout the course of the show. So I think that you know, in trying to become, in trying to find herself and, and become more whole, healing this relationship with Nova is a huge piece of that, I think. I agree. Um, I guess, I don't know, I was kind of salty. <laughs> you know, she made her work for it enough. Exactly. I felt like she <laughs> let her off too easy. And I'm probably just being extra and ridiculous, but I just felt like that's, all, that's it. You're just going to buy a birthday gift and just reconcile like... I mean, I don't view it as a reconcile mm-hmm. either, though. Like, I feel like it's a it's a step in the right. Well, Correct. I don't even a step in the right direction. It's a step in a positive in a, direction. Yeah. And I mean, that kind of leads. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about that later. But it kind of leads to more of the realizations that they have further. But it was nice yeah. to see mm-hmm. that, you know, um, Charlie's extending an olive basket. A basket, <laughs> not a branch. Not a branch. Basket. It was in some movie. There was somebody called it an olive basket. I always thought that was so funny. That was like from here on out, it's no longer yeah, an olive branch. He cracked himself up with that one. I think y'all should know. <laughs> it is an olive. <laughs> she extends an olive basket to to Nova. I thought that I thought that was actually kind of kind of nice. 
It was, and they're going to a little retreat. That's cute. Because it's slowly, you know, slowly getting to my my earliest prediction that Nova's going to have some redemptive moment where yeah. she's going to get back in the good graces of everybody. So we're getting there. We're moving there. I think so. The, the, the trip invitation did surprise me, but now knowing what it was, it made sense. But yeah. I was like, you want to go somewhere with her, girl? Right. I was like, but, what? This is... But it, it makes sense. It makes sense. Corey? I agree. I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I think it was. You know, I've always wanted them to like rekindle and work things out. Anyway, you know, I'm probably the only one who thought that that would actually happen. Um, and you know, it's to me it's expected. I think Charlie's Charlie's mature, so I think even though once she gets over the initial shock of it, you know, she realize like at the end of the day, this is my sister. I do love her. We're family. And we got to, like, try to start to, like, figure out a way past this and, and you know, start to work on our relationship. And I think that's what, that's what happened this episode, like, step one. Good. Okay. So, again, I think we talked about this last episode. We see a yet another um, male bonding moment. And this time, Prosper is the one that is kind of doling oh, yeah. out the advice. My man Prosper, right? <laughs> um, and, and everyone is there to receive it. Ralph Angel's there. Blue is there. Hollywood's there. Mike is there. So they're all, they're all kind of there to receive this. Um, yeah, it's like the first time all the males male were in the same yeah. spot. We're just all males. That's true. So that I thought that, that was true. a really mm. nice moment. Mm. Um, and then, so with the male bonding, we also see, and these were two separate moments, but we also see... Um, Prosper admitting that he is indeed sweet on uh, Lady Genevieve. That's his words. Sweet on. Sweet on Lady Genevieve. <laughs> and in turn, Ralph Angel admits that he and Disha are getting serious. That's what I'm talking about. My man. I mean, sure. Whatever. <laughs> um, and that he wants to... My advice. <laughs> he wants to make it exclusive. And he had plans to kind of let her know that um, that night. Yeah, I thought that was... It was a nice scene. And it was, it was kind of cute to it see cute. Prosper kind of like get... Giddy Exciting. over over, yeah. over Lady Genevieve, like he was, you know, I'm good. That's my yeah. boo. Kind of yeah. was, you know, like <laughs> it's, 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 whatever. Man, like eighty some years old and still yeah. acting like yeah. people do when they're exactly. teenagers. Exactly. Over, well, yeah, that's that's dope though. You know, like for older right. people to have someone to you know get excited about waking up to every day. I think that's good for old. Wait, who said they was waking up to each other? Which I'm not about? even if they waking up. I ain't say waking up to each other, but just someone to like. Give you a reason to be excited to wake up. You yes. know what I'm saying? Okay. And so not I think being ashamed to admit it either. Like, yeah, I think know. that's a good thing. You know, these gentlemen all sitting around in a circle talking about the women in their lives and, and how they are making them better, bringing them joy. I think that's a good thing and speaks to some of what Hollywood was touching on last episode about being able to have substantive conversations with the men. But that's what I was saying life. last week. So they don't really need, like, formal counseling, right? Y'all was like, they need, like, a therapy session. I'm <laughs> no. like, they get, like, male therapy sessions, like, in moments like this where they just at the house, you know, barbecuing yes, or whatever. I don't know that that's necessarily universal. But at the same time, I'm also... I mean, I still am a proponent of therapy, and I'm not going to say they don't need therapy because, again, I'm sure they probably still could use it. But I don't think that everybody has that those types of relationships with the men in their life where they can be openly transparent about these vulnerable feelings um, that, that they may or may not want to express all the time. I mean, if you hang around real men, you know, then you have real men have real conversations. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's, I mean, I think it's a combination it of both. Like, yeah. it's that is true. Like, if you have a solid group of friends and people that you're around, you're gonna have those moments because the, the conversations are invariably just going to come up yeah. talking amongst your homies. It there are probably a bunch of other men who could benefit from being around the kind of guys who right, have those right, people right. who can do that, and they can see men that are actually being open and willing to share yeah. that they could benefit from that too. Mm-hmm. So that group is good, right? 
there are a lot of other guys who don't have that at all. Does mm-hmm. Benny have that? No, no, because he probably <laughs> hanging around dudes on the block that's trying to, you exactly. know, front and, and pretend to be something they not versus, you know, hanging around real men that's doing real things and, and, and just like, you know, living. And for somebody like Benny, who even last season, who had got out of jail, had to depend on Ralph Angel, this man he just met, to be able to support him, provide him a place to stay, to be a good influence on his life because the men that he was used to being around weren't about shit. Mm. So, you know. I guess we can't take having that type of those type of friends for granted. That's true. Free Benny. Free, Free Benny. Benny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So and and I'll just touch on this briefly. We see um, our good sis Darla finally, finally getting the emotional support that she's looking for from Ralph Angel. But hold up, hold up. How does this fall into the? the is this a good category? That's the good, and I'm just gonna leave it there. That's it. That's all I'm gonna say. No, it's not good. This is what? bad. Hold on. Have you been listening to my predictions the okay. last two weeks? This is bad. <laughs> oh. Ralph Angel is making a terrible, terrible decision. He was do- he had a good decision when he was at the table with Prosper in Hollywood when he okay. was ready to make the next step with Disha. This bad decision. <laughs> and I'll let you have that, but my focus is on Darla right now. This is good for her. Okay, it's got you got to look at both sides. There's two people involved in, I've the, already, in the activity. I've already said I've already said the good about Ralph Angel declaring declaring his sincerity for the relationship. That Overall, Ralph Angel is about to throw away a good thing. This is this Corey, cannot be I'm a just, good situation. I'm looking at both sides like you told me to. I don't know if he's gonna throw away a good thing because I don't know if that's a thing that he truly wants. Oh, when Disha, when Disha, when, and I, oh, huh? oh, he just said he wanted it. He said he was about no, to take it to the next step. I think he was saying what he was supposed. To, I think he was yeah. saying what he thinks he's supposed that's to say. The next step. I don't know. I mean, it, it seems. Anyway, that he has been having these moments of Darla, like he's kind of going back on that when he was in the house with her. Oh, that don't mean this is a poor, it's not a poor decision. Over to that photograph no, no, I, of that oh. family. Just because sometimes you think about what could have been with your ex, don't mean that that's the best thing for you. Okay, point I, being, I, here, I agree. Point being here that I was talking about being good for Darla. I also I want to say that I do agree. How's it good for wait, Darla? Wait, just, I said she got the. <laughs> what I said was that she got the emotional support that she was looking for. That so, is the good. That ain't what, what she wants. What I was gonna Shut say up. was I do agree that this is good for Darla and it's what she needs. I don't necessarily know that she was looking for this with Ralph Angel. I don't know that she, you know, would have ever asked him to support her in this way. I don't know that she. I feel like her pride and even, I mean, Darla's not a stupid person. I, you know, even though she's sensitive. God damn it. I'm sorry. She's, she's not stupid. And so she realizes that this man, you know, is moving on. But so she would have never asked him to support her in this way. But I do think it does her good to know that Ralph Angel is in her corner through thick and thin. So hold up. So and that's Ralph wait, wait. So if all no, so this not good for her. So for, first off, you thinking of like y'all living in this in this like uh, fairy tale world, right? So emotion. If he if he only providing her emotional support, that don't really accomplish nothing for her, right? If he wake up in the morning and go hang out with Disha, mm-hmm. like what does that really accomplish for her? She's still gonna be sad, right? Because what she really wants is them to be a unit. You got to focus on what I said. Yeah. What I said was... It's good in this moment, but then if Ralph I, Angel I, go bounce and go to lunch with Disha, <laughs> then she's going to be feeling... That's going to bring her whole, all the way down. It's only what good said, if Ralph Angel don't mess with Disha. What that's I said true. was... what I Focus on what I said. What I said was that Darla gets the emotional support that she was looking for from Ralph Angel. That's it. 
Oh, so it's good for men involve other women to be emotionally supported. No, I didn't say that. Uh, like I said, said, but I, that's I, I don't know how. Mm. Right. <laughs> I, I, I see. Hey, y'all, y'all become a different perspective. I just like to know it's acceptable. It's, I, you know, very it's, clearly, I just. It's good for men who involve other women to emotionally support. That's not some what other I chick. said. Some I said that it was good for Darla. That she got the emotional. No, well, look, this is all going to come back up when we get further on the bad side. But to your point, Janae, I will say that I do feel like Darla was looking for the emotional support because she kept reaching out for him. So I yeah. kind of feel like that's what yeah. she w- wanted, whether it's what Wait. she needed, whether it's what she needed. Um, if I tried to offer emotional her, support, she didn't seem she didn't seem um, all that anxious to take emotional support. Then well, let's get, we'll get into that. We'll, we'll get. I'm into just that. talking about in the past. Like, we'll get into yeah, that. It's on the bad side. We'll I get think. into that. Why you? Let's get it. Just, 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 just let me say let's what I said. Let's put a pen in Stop that. Stop giving positive things to Darla. Let's go. Oh, <laughs> MG. Okay. You gotta assess. This I I will right? say I will say You're this. Blinded by hatred. I will say this, <laughs> and I I am not blinded <laughs> by any hatred. I am not personally blinded by any hatred. I do struggle with this on the as a good. But I also don't know that it's a bad. This is one of those level. We'll see where it goes from here. Things. Yes, because I, okay. I think this is the precursor for more from them setting up their storyline back to wherever they're trying to get to. And and what I what I'll also add to that, I think in terms of the guilt that Darla has felt and has been feeling as far as the night that Blue was conceived, not knowing what happened, and, and, and getting a better understanding and realization of what actually happened, and being able to share that with Ralph, with Ralph Angel and him being able to look at it for what it is and not blame her for that and say, you know what, I still got your back. I do think that's a good thing. Okay, I can agree with that. All right. Okay. And the last thing I'll say on the good was that, you know, this is a small thing. My Vi seems to be warming up to little Joaquin um, at, the, at, the, at the Aunt Vi's. Begrudgingly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So, I mean, that's nice, I guess. That, that, that's good. I think, I think Joaquin, I think he's a good kid. I think he got caught up in some mess. And that is mm-hmm. unfortunate. And I think he very much should be working to earn by his trust absolutely and uh she shouldn't just give it to him freely even though she has she decided not to call the cops and press charges and everything else but that doesn't necessarily mean that she has oh, to be man. friendly i to think him. joaquin should be doing three to five in juvie <laughs> hold up man my, my little homie aunt was locked up you know what i'm saying for for setting the fire and joaquin out here free uh baking pies at the diner it's not equal justice lock okay. up joaquin free aunt free the homie aunt okay so, so, on to the bad. So, we find out that insurance is not covering the mill damage due to suspicion of arson, and they need proof that the Boudreaux's are involved. So, I guess this is maybe my ignorance, but I guess I wasn't aware that insurance wouldn't cover a fire damage if it was due to arson. Yeah, that's that's, new, that's news to me. Insurance the biggest racket there is. Man, they don't cover nothing. They make they, they, they force don't. you to they force you to pay for for it every and month. And when it comes time to settle, oh, they don't, right. they don't cover nothing. You said your car was stolen. It says right here in the fire print, your car was stolen by a crackhead. We do not cover they that. Thaddeus. <laughs> Thought you had a that friend. Is not covered in your policy. Yeah, yeah, my guess is that until since it is being investigated as a crime, mm-hmm. that they have to finish an investigation. But I also have no idea if that's true or not. Yeah. That's just my guess because otherwise why would they not? I can I can understand an immediate payout not being a thing. Mm-hmm. But why is it like, yeah, this is just not a thing until whatever. That's it's messed up. But drawing yeah. a slight parallel, like my car has been broken into before and because the window was broken, I you know filed a police report and everything, but because you know I reported it as a crime, 
my insurance company said they wouldn't cover it. So you're telling me that if your car's broken into, you need to not do a police report? The, I think so. Wow. I, t- I mean, I, well, no, I mean, I don't necessarily know that it's the wrong thing to do a police report, but I remember when I told my mom about it, she was like, you did a police report? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, like, yeah. The car window like, oh, is probably cheaper to get handled by yourself yeah. than it is to have the insurance go through it. Yeah. That, that, is, that part is true because I've had – your insurance might go up because of that broken yeah. window that you report when the truth is you're going to end up just having to go pay to get a new window anyway. Yeah. That's well, fair. until until further notice, the mill is in um, disrepair. Um, so that sucks. Moving on to other news. Uh, Blue is uh, not not dumb. Um, he is hip to his dad and Miss Disha, and he is not necessarily feeling it. I mean, he didn't say he wasn't, but he didn't say he was. Um, you know, he wasn't really too enthused about the whole He's situation. conflicted, yeah. which is understandable. Yeah. That's like cool. Once he once yeah. he read that chapter on Star, he gonna you know. re- he gonna be ready for Miss <laughs> He gonna be ready for Miss to be his new mom. <laughs> oh. Once he read that chapter, I mean, it's a new normal. It's a new normal, and we know that Blue was really invested in his parents Absolutely. being together. And so when they split, I think he took that really really hard. And then even, you know, still dealing with, you know, Ron not necessarily being his biological father. I'm sure that still is somewhere in the back of his mind um but just wanting wanting that nuclear family unit and what he was used to back i can imagine would be difficult for him to navigate but i mean the the silver lining of this is the conversation that he and micah were able to were able to have Mm -hmm. and able to draw those parallels and micah really gave him some good advice and some good support that was a good conversation that was a really good conversation i think you know it's good to see how their relationship has evolved especially knowing you know, they had a little bit of a rocky, um, a rocky point, mm-hmm. you know, in their relationship, too. And Blue's growing up and Micah's growing up. So it's good to see them really forge in a really close relationship. Yeah. Little Blue could just keep his little ass in one place. Yeah. <laughs> right. And go where he say he going. Go where. spilling tea. So just talk too much. Talk too damn, damn much. So speaking of Micah and Blue, Micah and Blue are hanging out, you know, I thought it was so cute that they were hanging out. Mm-hmm. But then Micah goes and, and loses Blue. Well, actually, he didn't lose Blue. Blue ran off. And, right. and well, Blue just decided to, to, yeah, to take, take care of business, decision. right? right. <laughs> right. He made an executive decision. <laughs> and he didn't let, Bump this line. And, and he didn't let nobody go. know. Micah is not a parent, so his eyes were not on him. Exactly. Like, yeah. you know, he, he don't understand. Listen. All it takes is, is a Two couple seconds. seconds. Y'all remember Harambe? R.I.P. Harambe? <laughs> Dang, Harambe. Listen. That's a that lady, <laughs> Listen, that lady lost her little kid was in the enclosure and they had to take him out yeah it's a split second that's all it takes kid was down there that's all it takes and blue was out of there so all of this resulted in a police encounter you know blue runs up you know he's looking lost the police finds him you know he tells him that he's lost and eventually micah comes up and this whole police encounter was just wild to me it was so out of pocket it was so uncalled for it was so like i don't understand like how his hand got on his gun like what what is happening here like why was why was there so much why was there so much? It escalated quickly. As if Micah would be running up to the car calling this child by name and not, not knowing know him. Right. That was. What do you think he's trying to kidnap I the kid out understand. the back of your car? Like yeah. what do you like? What are you thinking? Here? I just didn't understand. I didn't get it. I'm just. It was a lot. It, it was, was kind of a reach. It, 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 I it think was it was a, a reach. It was it was a little bit of a reach. The the cop was definitely. It escalated way too quickly. Yeah. I, but this I, child is lost, and somebody sees him and walks up. Is like. That's my, you know, that's my cousin. Like, but and and, mm-hmm. and 
you're immediately going to be like, I need to see ID. What's the ID going to prove? And aggressive, Blue though. Don't have ID. aggressive yeah. though. Blue don't have ID. And, and our names don't match anyway. Yeah. Like, my, even, like Michael West. Yeah. Even if you're Blue asking for ID, ID, like, why are you so aggressive? Like, why, why are you, you so aggressive? Like, like you could have said, okay, you know, can I see your ID? So, like, calmly, if you're going to ask for it, like, why are you so And didn't even get ID. What's uh, blue? Once he was like, "Who is that?" That's my cousin. Well, he don't have to yeah. get ID. So he don't. He don't have to show him ID because he ain't admit no crime. I think exactly. That's just a testament to how sometimes police encounters can escalate for no reason. Police officers will flex on you for no, for reason, no reason, just because they can. Exactly. Just because they want you to know that you, you, I can put you in your place, and it don't have to make sense. You gonna adhere or else. Get shot. Yeah, Michael so, wasn't even out of pocket. Like nah, he wasn't doing all. too much. Nothing about what he he was panicked. Was he found yeah. his he found his lost the the, the person lost he's supposed cousin. to be looking after yeah. and taking care of. He sees him like the relief that he probably felt. Like you immediately rush over you there. You don't want that smoke from Ralph Angel. Shoot, I don't want that. Smoke. <laughs> I don't. Need I thought that. Ralph Angel was gonna be mad. When he did. No, he was. No, Ralph Angel was mad, and he was. And then they. I thought about to go left. He piped down. And then Prosper had to rewind. Had Prosper went to the. Spoke some reason. You had a bad police encounter. We know what you've been through. Like Ralph Angel had to. Had to. Mike, yeah. a blue is good. Let's rethink this. So. Yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. that was definitely about to turn uh, way left. Excuse quick. me. So while this whole you know encounter is happening at City Park, um, Darla is meeting up with her old friend Jordan. Hater. Wooch. First of all, yeah, look, Jordan was just reminiscing off the old days. I mean, that's what crackheads do when they get together. <laughs> you remember that one time, girl? Corey. <laughs> so Darla meets up with Jordan. It seems to bring up a lot of trauma, right? Um, lots of things from her past life that she's just not, you know, that she's not cool with anymore. That's not who she is anymore. Um, she looks very uncomfortable the whole time. She looks mad standoffish, just not, you know, not really engaging. So I don't really understand why Jordan wasn't re- really taking the social cues. But let's just pretend. Cause she's She's definitely a terrible friend. Like, <laughs> exactly. Because she knows terrible. that Darla had been like uh, addicted to substances. And well, we assume that, that she knows. No, she did. She, she, said, did. she, said, she said it at some point. Yeah. Said, oh, you're, are you real? Your mom said you're you being real dry, dry now. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, yeah. so, yeah. Yeah. so she said Oh, that. she's yeah. super yeah. trash because I missed that. Oh, she's wild trash yeah. um, for that. But even, I think, I don't know. Darla should have just said something. Darla should have been like, yo, like. We got to talk about something else. I like, wanted her to get a running start and clothesline her up. I was irate. I hated her. So, you know, this ends up being kind of a tipping point for Dollar that we see. But before we get into that, I just want to bring up the fact that Miss Girl Jordan said, um, <laughs> we invented getting turned. And I was perturbed. Turned. It's turnt, sis. Yeah. It's turnt. That was a struggle for me, too. I definitely rewound that several times. Like, <laughs> like, I was trying to turned? find the T. I was like, it's got to be in here somewhere. I'm like listening real close to the TV. Like, there got to be a T in there. And, you know, I understand that the, that the black experience is not a monolith and everyone doesn't use AAVE in the same way in slang. But ain't but nobody saying if, turn. If you're going to do it, you got to commit to it. If you're going to say turn, you got to say turn. Right. You, cannot, mm-hmm. you cannot change it and make it. Pro- like, you can't just <laughs> say turned. You can't. You just can't do that. I'm very upset. I, I do, was very yeah. upset. I do want to say one thing. And this is, this is something that really stood out to me about that scene in particular. It's like. Two people experience the same mm-hmm. the same situation on a grand scale, right? Like mm-hmm. her friend Jordan, best night of her life. Exactly. For Darla, it's effectively yeah. the worst night of her life. Yeah. It's the light it's the, the night that changed everything in her yes. life. It it sent her down a terrible path. Um, it came you know, with permanent consequences for her. Yes. And it's like for but for Jordan, it 
who cares? It was just a it was just a good night. night. Yeah, yeah. We was out here taking things we never tried before, and mm-hmm. I saw you go up there with two different dudes, and you was you girl, you probably ran the train on you. Like it was <laughs> yeah. like she was almost yeah. so cavalier. Like man, who knows what happened to you in there? But you was so out of it. Like that's what kind of that's how much fun we were. It's like yeah, yeah. wow, like two Even people Ashley, literally yeah. had two completely different experiences yeah. in that one night. Like the way that it it affects their lives going forward. Like, yeah. for her, it was, like, the best memory. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand what kind of friends these are because, granted, you know, when everyone's grown, you let people do what they're going to do. But what, if I see my friend is not coherent, right, right then I'm I'm probably not going to let you go upstairs with mm-hmm. a guy. Like, if you're completely sober, mm-hmm. then, sis, that's what you're doing? Okay, cool. But and then you, you got to know your friend, your head, too. Like, if your friend wouldn't do multiple dudes in one night sober, sober why or, would you allow her to... Like do that at a party. Or in front if of she's people not coherent, the... if you know that she is not able, like she's not in her right mind. Whether it's one dude, two dudes, six dudes, like no, just no. Like that's not what yeah. a good friend would do. And obviously she remembers, so she wasn't exactly. That drunk. And mm. the fact she as she's even saying the words, I'm like, do you even know what you're describing at this point? Like you have no. She's like, yeah, and he dragged you upstairs. I'm like, sis, drag. <laughs> like, sis. you this let somebody good. drag this your friend upstairs. Good. It's amazing how oblivious she is. And that she, I I guess we don't know that this kind of stuff doesn't happen to her. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it's. Is this your life as well, sis? Like, I mean, in different spaces, different people create their own reality and their own rules for how they, how they move around. So I guess to her, that's the norm and it's not a big deal. I was going to say to some people, I think maybe that type of behavior and those types of experiences are normalized. Yeah, it is. It doesn't really seem like anything out of the ordinary or nothing or anything that, you know, would bring, give you any pause. But in reality, and I think maybe there's been a societal shift in consciousness around things of consent and and you know being able to you know say no and you know if it's not a yes it's a no Mm -hmm. um you know everybody hasn't reached that level of consciousness though yeah that's rough man i I just i felt so bad for darling in that moment because i'm looking at our friend like damn like will Mm -hmm. you shut up girl like you really are describing Mm -hmm. multiple crimes yeah and and just it's so much fun for you like it really represented the height of your partying experience. And Darla was so very clearly uncomfortable. Yeah. And she just kept going. kept going. I'm like, girl, yeah. like. No awareness. That poor thing. That poor child. And, I mean, even beyond the realization that she was raped and, you know, having no recollection of the night and all of these details being divulged, her understanding that this is also how my son was conceived. Right. Like, she just, like up until this point, she just didn't know what happened. But now that she's getting the details, like, my son is the product of rape. Like, that's a lot to grapple with right. in that moment. And so I, you know, I can see why her uh, her defenses were low. Darla might should hit moment. that clinic on this one. I don't know. I, I mean, I can't say for sure. <laughs> but I don't, I don't understand how. Did you? Ju- <laughs> I'm saying, like, this was too much to go through for, like, the the. The pain that she's going to have to go through for the rest of her life, like reliving this and seeing this, seeing Blue, seeing mm-hmm. Ralph Angel, thinking about this day. Like, it's so much Yeah, because, I mean, she found with. out that yeah. day, just then, she found yeah. out that it was two dudes. Like, yeah. you know, like, like she found out what, what she one. thought yeah. had happened is not even what, what happened. happened. And, 
and again, this chick was basically like, yeah, it was. It was great. And yeah. then she like it literally was brand new information for All her of it at that once. rocked her right. whole life. Life. At the end of the day, I can see her being like Aunt Vi to where like as long as nobody say nothing, it's cool. But like ten years from now, if somebody bring it up, she gonna go into like a tailspin again. Like mm-hmm. it's just and, gonna be too much for her. Right. And to that point, I think we've seen the consequences of you know kind of suppressing those feelings and not really being able to deal with the past. And I think that for so long, Darla's sobriety and her ability to move forward has been grounded in not having to think about the past. Like, right. that was the past. This is what happened. I don't want to think about it. But now the book is out, and so that should dredge it up. And people are bringing it up to her, you know, her relationship and her coworkers. And now this, you know, meetup that she's had with Jordan. And she's going to have to learn how to be able to you know, think about the past, you know, embrace the fact that, yes, these are things that happened to me. Yes, this is what I went through, but I am past that. But I don't think she's in a space, you know, her sobriety was fragile and that she, the only way that she could maintain it was if the past, if she wasn't confronted with her past and that's not sustainable. Right. Yeah. And so we meet our good sis Darla at the bar. My God. Um, I was, so was hoping that she would just sit down and get I up. I did, too. I was hoping that she would just sit there. Shit, I was hoping she wouldn't go in. Like, I was hoping I mean, that she, you know. There was the period of, like, don't go in. Then she went Then in. she was in. And, and then, then she sat down. I was like, walk out. And then she sits down. It's no, like, okay. Once you sit down at the bar, it's over. Like, it, then, it's hard. To, it's hard to pull you. Once you make it that far, sure. it's hard to pull yourself away. But even, like, last time where she bought the bottle of alcohol and she brought it up to her mouth. She then she put it down. It. I thought, like, sometimes people just need to be in the space to look at it and be able to let themselves I can I can walk away from this and so even when she like tapped the table and got the drink I was like no she's not gonna drink it she's she not going. gonna drink it uh, she was man she I threw that it. shot back I and another lid off another. the couch I and another like, Darla, no. and another she ain't strong no. enough I knew she wasn't strong enough to make it through this many like you're a hater. Uh, I'm not not well, reality I mean, not dude, even being a hater this is a lot that's a lot for anybody but you already have a substance abuse issue it's a lot yes it's it dude you like you said once blue reads that chapter in the book that in she and got of out itself, of that work yeah so like her her, her co-workers know again we like you said they don't they're not even they're not even guessing they know it's her they been like you know what the hey, only new thing out. she was presented with though was the second dude right so the rest of that she could have like grappled with already and the just be, and be, and become top of everything yes. else though and then leo leo's like yeah i can't do this boo because you look like you about to go down this path so leo kicked you to the curb ralph angel got a new boo this book is still out there, national best-selling all over the place. Star is famous all over the place at this point. Like, it's a whole lot for anybody to deal with. But if you're a person who is struggling with addiction issues, like, you need an escape. This is literally the reason people go into these, like, rabbit holes of, of depression. And, and, and I we, get it. And we, you know, go into this deeper later on in the episode. But then we find out that, you know, even though we know this wasn't her fault, she blames herself. Like, I should have I should have said no. I shouldn't have been there. I should, Like, that's, that's heavy stuff. That's really, really mm-hmm. heavy. And, you know, whether it's the guilt of feeling like it was your fault or eventually grappling with the fact, okay, it wasn't my fault, but I was raped. Either one of those is, is heavy. It's, mm-hmm. that, that's, that's, yeah. that's traumatic. So after um, Darla leaves the bar, she decides to wander around looking for Blue, um, and she runs into Aunt Vi. Now, I thought it was interesting that, given the relationship in the past that Aunt Vi and Darla have had before, rewind, Darla looked very terrible. Awful. So bad. Terrible. Aunt Vi shouldn't have been the first person to get there. (laughs) (laughs) Completely disheveled. 
like, terrible. It didn't look like it was a park across the street from the bar, so she didn't came. She didn't <laughs> like came a little bit away. Yeah, she got here drunk in the middle so, of the day. I thought it was interesting, given their past, that that Aunt Vi is kind of the one that is that is there for her. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, you know, I, we can place that kind of in the good category, but you know, this is all bad. But um, <laughs> she, Aunt Vi, is actually the one that kind of helps her understand that she was in fact raped, and we find out kind of you know much to our um suspicion that aunt vi was actually raped by jimmy dale because remember in the past um he alluded to um yeah. taking something from her that she could never get back mm-hmm. um so there's this whole kind of connection with aunt vi and darla that has to do that surrounding rape which is very unfortunate um that this is how they are you know forging their relationship yeah i feel like you can look i mean it's not good, but in, in the sense of, you know, Envi does not like Darla. Right. And this made that very clear. Exactly. But they For had... It, Sorry. Possibly. I mean, I mean I'm mean i not even going to say it's not a good reason. Like, from what... Envi is looking at this through the lens of blue. Largely, mm-hmm. probably. And honestly, and I'm, right, I'm, I'm, I'm like, if, if I'm Envi, like, I might not like Darla right, Like, I get it completely. Yeah. For her to be the one who finds her, and then they end up having to share this moment mm-hmm. of, like, listen, we've been there. I've been there. I've been where you are. Like you gotta let this stuff go. You gotta move past it. Like I don't know that I don't know that they're going to have a newfound relationship. I do think there's gonna be a different level of understanding between them going mm-hmm. forward. Yeah, like sure. it's it's I might not really like you, but I I, I see you. I love you. Yeah. I still like that yeah, it's it's just different now. Like I'm not I'm not gonna be as quick to like stiff arm you and want you away, but you know, like it's just different. I mean, much of the reason why Vi didn't like Darla was stemmed in, you know, this whole blues parentage, her betrayal of Ralph Angel. And I think getting a more complete view of what of the circumstances that led up to the space that we're in, I think maybe softened Vi's heart to the situation. But beyond that, I even think that sharing her personal experience with Darla was a part of her own emotional healing. I think I don't know that she necessarily went into that <coughs> expecting to tell Darla that, but I think it was cathartic for her. That's probably stuff that she's never spoken out loud. And understanding and trying to grapple with all of the ways that Jimmy Dale has impacted her and, you know, knowing that that's something that she's trying to intentionally do, I think that the moment with Darla presented an opportunity for her to kind of take some of that burden off of herself, to let some of that, you know, pain and trauma that she's just been holding inside out and and, and, and trying to tell Darla that, you know, it wasn't your fault. This you're not to blame. I think that's a message that maybe maybe even it was it maybe it was just in that moment that she got it for herself. Like it wasn't my fault. There wasn't anything wrong with me. This happened to me. He was wrong. It was wrong then. It's wrong now. And you know, you're supported in this, and she's able to be there for Darla in a way that maybe she did in a way that nobody was there for her. Nobody was able to be there for her because she wasn't able to speak her truth. And so I think she knows the consequence of not speaking your truth, what mm-hmm. it's like to suppress that type of trauma for mm-hmm. years and years and years, and you grow up and you grow old to, you know, have that trauma manifest in ways that impact your life and your ability to move forward in a positive way with the people you love. So... Yeah, so it's one of those things where you kind of hate the circumstances, but it was yeah. kind of good to see them, right. you know, form that connection at least. Mm-hmm. All right, so, and, you know, along that same vein, we see Ralph Angel coming to the picture, and now, you know, Darla reveals to Ralph Angel that she 
that she was in fact raped um, the night that Blue was conceived, and um, it, it, that's tough to have to, you know. I guess she didn't. She didn't have to tell him that, but I guess. I don't know why they were so adamant that Ralph Angel know that information. I don't know. I don't know how that changes it for him. I I think maybe in terms of now I know. Should he feel sympathy for her? Not not. I mean, not necessarily. I don't know if it was necessarily for sympathy, but I think just in terms of blue. I think maybe the understanding up to this point was I went to a party one night and I don't know what happened to me, but and I know you're not the dad, but that's where I got pregnant. I don't know whose it is. And that's still the situation. But she knows it's one of two. No, that's that's not better. <laughs> that, this, it this, it, this it not, is. That's why I'm, I, I don't know but why. It, it changes the fact that I didn't just go out and and yeah. have a night of fun and cheat on you like uh, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like something happened to me that something night. Something to me. So, All right, and so for Ralph Angel, it looks like he is at a crossroads for where he wants to be in terms of do you want Disha, do you want Darla? You know, I personally am on the side of, you know, I mean, uh, Darla. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I personally for, feel like that's what he wants. For what reason, though? Why would he want Darla? Because that's, you know. Because he's, he he's loves her. Not, not, not his baby's mom. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what reason should he want her again? He loves her. That was actually funny, but, <laughs> but okay. because he loves her, because they built a family unit, right? Well, I mean, he can grow to love Disha now. Disha. We can't. I'm not saying that we can't. There's nothing wrong with Disha. We don't dislike Disha. Nobody said that. We're just saying that he's at a crossroads of where he wants to be. Disha is blowing that phone up, baby. Yeah, but he is. is not answering. Well, and they had a date. He they had a date, and he he. Ditched her. He, he, did, he did no call, no show. Did he call? Did he, did he text? Did he respond <laughs> did he at all? And so Ralph Angel spends the evening where he would rather be, I mean, in my opinion. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That was not what happened. What, <laughs> what happened? It was not where he would rather be. He was just helping out a friend. He didn't have to be there. He could have called Nisha. No, no, no. Ralph Angel is a solid dude, so a friend in need is. is a priority over a freaking date. Sure. I mean, sure it is. <laughs> but he could have also let Nisha know what happened. He, he, definitely, he should have done that. Yeah. I don't know right. why he didn't do that. But if, if you got a relapsed friend, that definitely takes priority sure. over it a friend does. over a date. It, it does, sure. but even still, that that doesn't mean that he had to be there. Uh, well, um, Vi made him come over. She said, I need you to bring your... He didn't have to stay. Okay, you're doing a lot right now. But <laughs> Ralph Angel it is clearly what it is. He, didn't have to yeah. there. It he is clearly what it cares is. more he than just a friend in need. Like he gives he genuinely cares. Yeah, and he should. That's a nice, he a nice dude. Like that's love. Like they, they they the love that they still have for each other is still present. I think that much is obvious. It just is what it is. They pan over to well, the little it's family not a, it's picture. It's not a romantic love. Though. I know. I know you hate to see it, Corey. It's not a, it's, <laughs> you, I know. It's not a romantic I know. Love. That was that was giving me real romantic. Look, the y'all already touches. told you. I'm gonna stop watching the show is, if I'm ready to get back. I know this is a point of contention for you, and you are in, a, in, a, in, a, in the initial stages of grief. It's one, it's, it's, it's one <laughs> school per denial, relationship, I, and I see this going terrible. But he still loves that girl, and it just is what it is. That's all. That's it. We it didn't just say it's what it that's is. Just, Ralph that's Angel, call into the uh, podcast, man, so we could talk. <laughs> Free Benny. Free Benny. Benny. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I thought that was bad to see Ralph Angel kind of in that place where he's kind of, you know, conflicted as to where he wants to be. Because he definitely stated before that he wanted to get serious with Deetra and he wanted to go steady, I guess, with her and be exclusive. So it was kind of tough to see, like, oh, dang, he's just like. Carrying Disha right now. I mean, yeah, it's bad. I mean, it's bad in that the situation continues to just get more complex. messy, messy, yeah. messy, messy. Yeah. So, I think Disha's gonna be understanding. I, think, I do not, but neither here nor there. Um, Disha, she's a, she's a, she might. They might have to set some boundaries. I think boundaries are gonna come up. Uh, we next had this week. boundaries discussion <laughs> uh, last week. But yeah, the boundaries are about to come up. But I think she's gonna be 
Well, if, if she's not understanding, she's going to let him slide with know. the first miss. I don't you think she's about to dismiss him. After you, after you ignore me and, and ditch me and no call, no show to to do that, I'm not really sure where else I have to. Like, that's a, that's where you want it to be. I don't really know what nah, I have to say. Nah, once he explained the situation. If you Had you called me and said, hey, Disha, you know, My shit was Darla on vibrate. Is, I forgot. Okay, but at the point where you saw it, did you? Oh yeah, did, you know I mean, what I'm saying. At that, point, at that point, I knew I was in trouble. I ain't had no good answer right there. So had you had you said, "Hey, Disha, you know something came up. I really need to take care of, you know, Darla, or whatever." You know what? I could be understanding, but at the point where you just no call, no show, and and just stay not over, acceptable. that's like that's that's disrespectful. That's rude. That's I, I I can't rock with that. So I'm not sure if Disha. I'm, I mean, I don't I don't know Disha like that. I don't know what kind of <laughs> stuff she rocking with, but. I just felt like that was that part of it made it not good. We'll see. We will see. Yeah, we'll see. All right. So on to our girl Nova. So Nova's little apology tour is continuing with Aunt Vi. Um, she pops up at the diner. Aunt Vi is not really too enthused about it. Um, and Aunt Vi raises a good question here. She asks Nova, "If I had said no, would you have listened?" And this is a question that we've all been asking um, mm-hmm. yep. throughout the throughout this. Um, this season. So that's in response to Nova essentially telling her, you know, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I didn't mean to hurt you, I didn't realize all these unintended consequences, and so our response, um, by is like, so if I did tell you, then what? Then what would I have changed? Would it, would it, <coughs> and, and no. And that's what I've been saying the whole time. Like it wasn't no point of her seeking permission from these folks that she gonna write the book anyway. But we don't know. Right. She just asked the question. But the thing about oh, it I could, is, the look on Nova's face was like, you know what, you got me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would have still wrote the book. Corey you caught me absolutely. The thing about it, Corey, is you are exactly right. Like I do not disagree with that statement, but. And understanding that, you also have to be understanding that the family, when you don't ask, you know, for their permission, you don't ask for their input, mm-hmm. you went on ahead and did it. And so when they are consequently upset with you and don't want to speak with you. What was, what was that you were saying earlier? Personal accountability? Then it is what Absolutely. it, then I'm, it I'm is. What it is. So sure, you shouldn't apologize if you don't mean it. Absolutely. Like, I 100% agree with that. But at the end of the day, if you're not sorry, then do not anticipate being able to move forward in a positive relationship with me and well, that I, I, I think things can happen both ways right i can i can do something you don't agree with and i can feel comfortable with my decision of what i did and i can also ask for you to understand and see things from my perspective and, and maybe and, and no. also maybe just for us to simply agree to disagree right i think there's Which levels a, to that i think that there's a level to agree to disagree but like i think maybe that's probably where nova's on a like you know what I thought it was a good idea. You think it's a bad idea. We're still family. Let's agree to disagree and be family. Nova's not at let's agree to disagree. Nova is on a path of introspection and realizing. She even said to Charlie when they had that similar discussion, and I guess we'll get into that, but she recognized that it was a flaw that she had yeah. to correct. She's apologizing. She's admitting fault. She's taking accountability. That's, that, that's what she's doing. She did it with Charlie. She's now doing it with Aunt Vi, and I'm assuming that she's going to go off and do it to everybody who she's affected. Yeah, it's a matter of time. Um, so, yeah. Um, so that was part of Nova. Um, we also see that Nar- Nova and Charlie seem to be hashing out some things on the little retreat, which was the little retreat was cute. Um, they actually bring up Remy, which I was surprised at. Remy. Okay. Remy back in the pick. Yeah. So and and in that conversation, Nova says what we always knew. We talked about this. She says, "I didn't want your no to stop me from doing what I wanted to do," and that's basically what you were saying, Corey. Like she was going to do it anyway. anyway. I believe she that. knew they she knew they wouldn't approve, so she didn't she ask them because she, she knew. Was she also trash. said that hey, y'all didn't smash. 
It is not. I official. also didn't she realize did they that. didn't smash. I didn't. I, I don't know if I was I, just operating I I'm under to, the assumption yeah, I don't that they know. did. I was surprised by that. I was like, I was, oh, I was expecting Charlie to be like Nova. We absolutely <laughs> <laughs> like. I was like, well, yeah, because, because well whatever make Nova you think that we did. I I think I just assumed well, they did. Well, I tell you what, now that changed that. But does that that change the perspective for me a little bit? It doesn't change it for me. If they didn't smash, then y'all were just like good friends. Not, but we know that's was, not everybody true. Everybody knew that they were an idol. We like, know that's like, not was, true. Y'all were like besties, though. To a random girl on the street, sure. Yeah, but to, but to sister, my sister, come on. She knows. She knew the deal. <laughs> and you know she knew the deal. If my if my brother likes a girl and they really like each other a lot, but they never, like, smashed, then I'm like, You're trash. But it, but like, bye. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Y'all just like each other. You but no, so baby, but they were an idol. Them. Like I, I feel like they were exclusive. Once it's not first time. come first serve, right? You know what I'm saying. So just because you came first, if y'all don't do you nothing, then like you know he can, well, he can move on to the next. Principle. That ain't no how trash. I work over it. For, for, for me for and mine, and apparently, <laughs> and apparently Corey. That's G code, Dwayne. You know, come on. First, oh. hold up, come on, Dwayne. Don't bring Dwayne into this. No, Dwayne knows because Dwayne over there. Oh, I'm sorry, Panama. Don't bring Panama into this. Y'all just, y'all just not gonna let me live. My little internet fame. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Panama knows. Come on, Panama. You know, G code, guy stuff, real talk. If your homie don't smash, is that what G code means? Oh my god, my if, you, if if your boy if your boy meets a chick, they hang out, they don't no, smash. No, what I'm saying. Game. If she smashed the homie, then yes, she's off limits. However, that does not mean it. If you didn't smash the homie, then she is. On oh, again, there's levels to this. Wait, like, it doesn't I, work that way. A friend, maybe, but my sister, like, yeah, no. I mean, that's, that's one, wait, wait. Uh, some of these friends, some of these friend bonds are so strong that we're like brothers, right? Sure. Okay. So, okay. They, they, so there's, I would expect that your, that your brothers and quote unquote brothers oh, also follow the same code. You think it's okay that that Diddy's now dating the girl that his, his son, son is, is, is that okay? Nah, that's weird. Nah, is that's that, oh wait, that, only only. Why is that's that? Like, why is that weirder? But then they're not boys, father and son, and the it's age they still blood. It's a it's familial siblings. relationship. Um, yes. What I will say is this: I, I will say I'm, you are really looking for a reason. <laughs> no, no, no. On, on some real talk, in, in my real life experiences, I've met women that maybe my boys or even my my brother has met prior to me meeting them. Okay, met. And and maybe they actually like went out before. But then went out more before. than that though. Like I, I we're I'll talking be about with you. a couple. And then I'm open to this argument. A, if all they did was dog. talk, they, were they went a on a date or two. Sure. Like I'm I'm with you cool. on that. But we know this wasn't that. Like we know this. Come on. If they Corey. didn't smash. But, what is it? Is it a relationship? So what if, what if they're celibate? What if yes, they're celibate people? Yeah. That is not Corey. They're not celibate. <laughs> everybody everybody in St. Joe's knew that they were an item. Nova knew they were an item. Right. They you know they this. carried themselves like an oh, item. They were like, stop playing. No, I really, I literally just had this conversation with my partners in the back of the Uber on Friday. Like, I think it's a real thing. Like, if that was his girlfriend, they were together. They what were you're saying? Together. Go on a date, talk a little bit. Sure, cool. The, nothing came of that. Cool. But we're talking about people who were together. Like it was y'all were together. They were together. No. At the very least. It's a very awkward situation. And when nobody brings it up, when it just becomes the thing that people find out, it's bound to go awry. And the thing about it is they were together one. So one, dating your homie's ex-girlfriend is weird in and of itself. But if that was something that you were going to do again, which would be weird, you would run it by your homeboy first. Oh, no. 
You know well, Corey would not. All right, maybe I don't not. Run, I don't run none of my, uh, you know. My, of course you don't. My, Never mind. Add, <laughs> add Corey to the burning dumpster, guys. <laughs> <laughs> of course you don't. I'm an adult. I don't need your approval for okay. nothing. I do. That's, okay. All right. That's fair. <laughs> and so, <laughs> moving on. God damn it. Moving on. At Let's talk about some stuff I want to talk about, damn it. Let's talk about no. the ratchetness. All right. Moving on. Nova and Charlie kind of recount some painful memories of the way that Charlie treated Nova when she visited L.A. as children. Um, Charlie recounts those moments differently. So we kind of see... Um, I guess the beginning of the point of contention between the two sisters, um, you know, Nova feels like Charlie was, you know, talking down to her and kind of, um, I don't know, disrespectful and rude about, around her friends. And yeah. Charlie feels like Nova, um, I, I, it's hard for me to say what exactly she was trying to describe Nova as being. She said that Nova talked about her house being big and she talked about, you know, her her friends and I don't understand what Charlie was trying to say, but I get that she was feeling a way about it. They both were feeling a way during this this LA visit and um I guess that kind of grew as they grew into older women. I mean, I think we also have to remember that Charlie and Nova or Charlie being born like, I guess w with Ernest and Charlie's mom, there was this inaccurate belief, though, that Charlie's mom had stolen uh, Ernest from Nova's mom and everything. So Charlie was this, of course, innocent product of this, but I feel like Nova might have already had some feelings towards this new sibling that, you know, doesn't quite you know, fit into her family structure that, you know, is the result of, you know, somebody who stole her daddy away from her mama. And so there's that piece of it. But then beyond that, I think Charlie and Nova, they just, um, they, I think it's, it's a testament to their own insecurities. I mm -hmm. think exactly. Nova. A lot of projection. Going it's on. a lot of projection. I think Nova, yeah, you know, it. she coming from, you know, a more humble background, you know, feeling insignificant in Charlie's world. And then Charlie feeling like almost this illegitimate, you know, child with, you know, this family that, you know, and these people that she just so wants to accept her being different. Um, already feeling like a little bit of an outcast and just wanting that acceptance. And I think both of them are looking for acceptance in, in, in different ways. And I don't think they've ever really been able to verbalize that to each other. And they've all just kind of made these assumptions without actually getting to the root of, you know, why they're feeling the way that they're feeling. They're both just, it was, they, there's insecurities there. And I agree, but I kind of feel like the things that Nova said that she experienced from Charlie is like understandable. Like, mm -hmm. you, fe you know, Charlie was saying, you know, Charlie made Nova feel inadequate. Mm -hmm. But the things that Nova said that Charlie said about her, like saying, oh, please try to act right when you go in here and mm -hmm. you can't choose your family. Like, I don't understand. I can't pull any justification for Charlie saying those things. I don't get why she would say that. And I don't think it's cool at all. Yeah, then she, she said that she felt... I don't remember exactly what she said. I remember watching that the second mm -hmm. or third time, and it was something about... I guess Charlie was saying that in response to, I guess, the way that Nova made her feel about her friends and stuff like that, mm -hmm. right? Like, I mean, look, Nova's the big sister. Mm -hmm. I guess Charlie Charlie was said she was super excited for her to come out there, mm -hmm. but I guess she felt very judged by her. Yeah, she said she so, spent the whole time putting her down, her house, Right, so her then friends. when she gets around her other friends and they ask who she is, she, you know, devalues she said, her. She, you said, know she said she's just my half-sister. Um right. You know, she's all right, but you can't choose your family. You or know what vibe like that, that gave me? That gave me the vibe that when, you know, like when 
when dark skinned women talk about the things that they go through and it's like all oh, this, you know, trials and tribulation and light skinned women say, Oh, well somebody call me light skinned girl. It's like, sis, that's not an <laughs> insult. Not like, oh, you talked about my house being big. That's not a that's not an insult. That doesn't give does that give you the right to, to say I what you said about it? That gives women? anybody the right to say anything about Yeah, it can still be a diss. But right. say, but at the same time I guess you can't necessarily you can't negate anybody's experience. I, I think you have to be able to receive what each other is saying, mm-hmm. not necessarily trying to play like an oppression Olympics. Like Right. I see how that hurt you. Okay. And period on that. But let me tell you how I also interpreted that situation. And this is how you made me feel. I think there's space for both of them to express the hurt right. that they felt, you know. And, and at the time they were too young experience. for it. Exactly. They didn't have the language for mm-hmm. it. And that speaks to what Charlie said about realizing that they just, every time she thinks they, they yeah. get close or whatever, they realize they don't really know each other. Exactly. Which is, you know, it's funny that's that can be, look, I have several siblings and we all grew up in the same household and sometimes i think about the fact that we had such different experiences even growing up in the same household Mm -hmm. we went through different things with the exact same like structures around us and you know you do spend just because you grow up with somebody doesn't mean you truly know them like you Mm -hmm. you know them within the context Mm -hmm. of how you all grow up you could get older and start to really learn who your siblings are and find out about their likes dislikes and like really learn who they are as people it seems like they got a lot of that stuff going on, and they think because of the relationships that they have and how much they've been through that while they're a family, they all assume that they're like that tight-knit family that's like mm-hmm. they get each other. And I don't, I don't know that they all really do. You know, no, Maybe they, they don't, don't really truly get who each other is, and I think that's yeah, what they were speaking to. It's quite that they do not. And I think Nova even touched on it. She's even in talking about her experience with Charlie. She said, you know, I always felt small around you. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to think that was your fault. Then I thought it was my fault. And now sitting here, I realize, it like, just is what it is. We, we both play a part in that. It just sometimes it just is what it is. And sometimes it just is what it is. Mm-hmm. And you just have to, you know, I think talking about it. And understanding how certain things and, and, and certain actions trigger people in different ways and realizing that even though that wasn't your intent, this is how I took it. Mm-hmm. And so how can we make this better moving forward? And so I think being able to verbalize it is a first step. But ain't nobody else wrote a whole ass book about everybody and else in the family are. and telling who other people Baby are. So uh, It would have been nice if you told me first, sis. Listen. Because Nova absolutely did do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Corey, anything? Nope. Okay. Well, <laughs> nothing to say to you, Negroes, today. Oh, I'm done talking. No, you didn't. Okay. <laughs> well, that's all I have for the good, the bad, and the nova. And we will be back with addictions on the Urban and Bones podcast on the Black Pastor Podcast Network. Welcome back to Bourbon and Borderlands on the Blacktastic Podcast Network. We are back with one of our favorite sections called Addictions. That is advice and predictions for our favorite characters on Queen Sugar. And so this week, I'm actually going to kick us off with my addiction or addictions. Um, I actually have some advice for Darla. Thank you, Cora. I'm sorry. My advice to Darla is and it it, I guess it probably echoes what a lot of us have been saying before if ever there was a time to call your sponsor sis girl it is now it is it it, it was yesterday it it, it was yesterday it actually was yesterday I know that 
you, you, I know that it's good to ha have Ralph Angel in your corner, and I think that it's amazing that he's going to, he's committed to, to supporting you through this process of healing. But at the end of the day, you can't put all of that on him. It, that's not his responsibility. Mm. And so you have to take your sobriety into your own hands. And so call your sponsor, sis. Do whatever you have to do to get back on the straight and narrow. Um, do you feel like two or three weeks ago you weren't that interested in her calling her sponsor and that you were more so... I ain't so, never told Darla not to call her sponsor. You were so in, invested in her... Go ahead and make her, something up. No, no, no. I ain't making nothing up. Listeners, y'all can go listen to episode six or whatever episode we was on. Um, <laughs> Making stuff up. Go I'm ahead. Sleep. I am sleep. <laughs> You were so interested in her getting emotional support from yeah. Ralph Angel. That was your number one priority. I didn't even necessarily say from Ralph Angel. I said, oh, said? I said when she went Leo. to go talk to Leo, I said in that moment she was looking for emotional support, and Leo didn't give it to her. And I said that Ralph Angel would have been able to do so. Leo was trying to direct her to her uh, sponsor that day. No one said he was wrong. We just said that wasn't what she I needed. said in the moment she was looking for emotional support, and Leo didn't for. give she that don't to her. She don't know what's best That's just what we said. That's what I said. All right, you got it. So we're talking about what, what was said. And I think she still needs emotional support. And I th again, I acknowledge that it's great that Ralph Angel and others, even Aunt Vi and whoever else, are there to support her on this journey. I'm but just fact checking the situation, my bad. Fair. You're wrong, but fair. <laughs> and so, Darla, at this point, beyond the emotional support that you have from Ralph Angel, you need to call your sponsor. My prediction is actually um, for Ralph Angel, and it's still along the Ralph Angel, Darla D. Chavain. Um, I've said before, I believe, that I, do th I don't necessarily know that Ralph Angel and Disha are going to last, but I didn't necessarily believe that it was going to be because Ralph Angel broke it off with Disha. I thought that Disha could quite possibly break it off with him because she will pick up on the existing connection between Ralph Angel and Darla. And I think this no call, no show just might be the, uh, if not the straw that breaks the camel's back, it might be the beginning of a trend that causes Disha to bow out gracefully. And so I guess we'll see that moving on into the into the final few episodes. I think there's only four episodes left in this yeah, season. So we're gonna see how this uh, culminates, but I, my, my, my overarching prediction is that Disha's, Disha's gonna bow out gracefully. Well, I'm gonna hop in here with my uh, eviction and uh, my advice, I also have advice for Darla, is um, the next time your mama calls trying to bring one of your trash friends to come hang out with mm -hmm. you in New Orleans or whatever, just tell her mama, you it's know, can't do it. Can't I don't like do her it. mama either. Can't do it. No, she just, that, that's I my like advice. Her mama since she tried to frame Ralph Angel. Mm. Dar I, you know, I, I will say this. Darla, she's doing her best the to best get her life can. together. Yeah. And it's just like the, this is not her season. Mm -mm. The forces are trying to take her down. But my prediction is, though, it's going to be a, a happier one. I, I think she has bottomed out. Mm -hmm. I'm, so, I'm, I'm, my prediction is that this last this episode is where she kind of bottoms out with it, and she's going to, with the help of others, hopefully her sponsor and, and maybe an odd new ally in Avi and, and, and whoever else is going to be there for her, that she's going to find a way to, to, to pick herself up and get picked up by others to get back on to get back to being the darla that she was happy with her, her happiest self so that is my eviction or 
Yes. Yes. Correct. Corey, Corey, would you like to go next? Um, yeah, you know what? I got some predictions and advictions and all the in between. Um, nah, it's like, um, I just predict I'm not gonna make it to the end of the season because <laughs> <laughs> I already said that if Ralph Angel take Darla back, I'm stop watching and I see it coming. This pole fool do not know when he got a good thing. And, you know, I seen him looking at that picture. When he looked at that picture, I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> That's it. It's a bad it's, it's going. It's going. It's going left right now. And he was too concerned. He was, like, overly concerned with her. Like, she was cool the next morning. He should have bounced, hollered at you know, gave his little explanation. Probably gave a lie as to where he was at. Um, <laughs> can't tell the whole truth. The half truth is always better. Um, You're such a gem, Corey. Yeah, but <laughs> he, you know, I see him screwing this up. So I'm, I'm predicting that you know, probably in the next episode or so, he's gonna decide that you know him and Darla needs to work it out. And at that point, I'm going to you know um, change the channel. <laughs> and I'm probably gonna watch um, I don't know Friends or Seinfeld or something. This black TV is too much. The for disrespect. Me. <laughs> um, right. So that's my prediction. Uh, do I have some advice for anyone? Um, you know, I got advice for for all the cast members. You know, just forgive Nova. Uh, <laughs> she she didn't mean you know she didn't mean to hurt everyone. Like uh, I know she's trying to like on by giving her a hard time. She don't want to come to the diner and all that crap. Like you know, just get over it. Like it is what it is. You know, the truth will set you free. Forgive Nova. Move on and and, and let's keep it pushing. Before we go to Shawnice, I actually just thought of one more eviction. Bonus. Bonus eviction. <laughs> and it's actually for Micah. I hope that the conversation that he had with Pro or the advice that Prosper gave him inspires him to channel his anger and frustration into something meaningful. And so perhaps, you know, now that we know that Ant is getting out of jail, um, he got that text. Man. So that's a great thing. Maybe they're going to be able to partner on something meaningful um, that responds to uh, Micah's Micah's uh, passion for social justice. I hope he's able to uh, channel that into something meaningful. Okay, Shanice. Well, so my advictions. I have a, a little advice, a little predictions. Very slight. Um, I noticed that Joaquin and Aunt Vi were getting a little not. I won't say chummy, but she was coming around to him. And it seems like Joaquin is a little bit, um, not tech savvy, but, you know, he's a young kid in the mm -hmm. shop, and maybe he can, you know, help her enhance some of her offerings in the shop. I, I kind of see, you know, something along those lines happening where Joaquin proves himself very useful for Aunt Vi. So that would be nice to see. That's kind of what I'm thinking. And then just advice. Ralph Angel, baby, <laughs> I need. I, I understand that, that you're conflicted and that you're going through a lot right now and that you have Disha over here and Darla over here, and I understand the significance of both relationships, but you're going to have to make a decision, and you're going to have to stop playing, okay? Now, Disha, if you, if you were going to not go out with Disha, you should have let her know. That was rude, okay? And I don't appreciate it. I don't appreciate you treating Disha that way. And also, don't play with Darla. Because you saw that starry look in Darla's eyes. Listen, that's another thing. You saw that starry look in Darla's eyes. And don't be sending her mixed signals because she just can't take it right now. So you need to determine what you're going to do and do it. That's it. What, Corey? What? <laughs> I just felt like that conflict of what you said earlier. Like, I said that he shouldn't be doing this because Darla 
expects more from it. Like, she's only going to be happy if they end up together, right? So if he leaves this situation and goes to Disha, that's going to be worse for Darla. But you were talking about something I did not say. What I said earlier was that Darla received the emotional support that she wanted, period, in sentence. Nothing else. Okay. Okay. Now what happens so next? So we're talking about something totally different right now. Now we're talking about Ralph Angel making a decision on what he needs to do. Mm, this is like... He needs to clearly delineate what the boundaries yeah, are and what it is. Y'all lumping stuff together. No, you no, lumping stuff together. I just separated it. From Ada, because hold on, she can only receive. And only, that's not what was said. So part of her receiving the emotional support is him being there in her presence, right? Okay. Which also means that he was not in Disha's presence. Not, now, not, once he not goes back to Disha's presence. I mean, then she's gonna be sad again. Okay, but we're not talking about her being sad again. We're talking about what she wanted and what she got. Done. Boom. Done. Right, gotcha. That's it. All right. Right. Cool. So now there's nothing Angel. wrong with getting emotional support from other people, man. I didn't say that. You said that. Ladies, if you listen to the podcast. You there for emotional support. <laughs> I'm here for emotional support. <laughs> hit my DM. Call, please hit please. <laughs> hit please somebody. Please if you, if you got a man, you need a man. <laughs> okay. Charlie, slap my DMs. All right, we out. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Back and I'm Shani's. done. I'm done. That's okay. it. That's All it. right. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> That wraps up Evictions on the Bourbon and Borderlands podcast on the Blacktastic Podcast Network. We will be back with our shots of bourbon. Thanks. Hey, bye. And we are back on Bourbon and Borderlands with our final segment where we are going to give a ceremonial shot of bourbon to the person that we feel had the best week. I am going to go ahead and start, and I'm going to give my shot of bourbon to prosper because his little giddy self when he <laughs> mentions lady genevieve he just can't even help it he can't contain himself and i think that's awesome like the happiness the joy he even moved his arms a little bit like he couldn't even, he <laughs> literally so cute, right? literally cannot contain himself and how happy he is talking about her and that's kind of awesome therefore i'm giving him my shot of bourbon because and he, he he had to go get that old thing back. Yeah. But they moving quickly. Real quick. They're going to be married in a couple weeks. <laughs> they ain't got no time, time to wait. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen I said a couple weeks, and really I'm hedging my bet here. I am not playing. But, I'm you know, so anyway, Prosper got my shot of bourbon. Corey, who you got? Hey, man, we on the same page this week. This might be the first time we've given the same uh, so. shots of bourbon all, all uh, season. But, yeah, my shot of bourbon goes to Prosper, man, from the – as soon as they mentioned Lady Genevieve, man, his face lit up, man. He, it was over then. I already said he getting a shot of bourbon. He was so happy, and I'm happy for him. Like, I think it's a good thing. Um, but even outside of that, he also had some wise words to give to uh, Micah, which I thought was cool. Um, and, and, and just some wise words to give to all the fellas at the table um, during that male bonding thing, which I think was, uh, which was a really uh, dope moment in the episode. So my shot of bourbon, prosper. All right, Shanice. I was also going to give my shot of Reverend to Prosper. Um, I just thought this episode was very was very heavy, um, and I thought that Prosper was like very refreshing. Um, his energy um, was very refreshing in this episode. The the advice that he gave to all the males it was just nice to see. It, it was a nice moment in in the midst of everything that was going on that wasn't necessarily that that great or that savory. So. Um, and they listen. And they listen. And they all listen. Um, it was to it them. was just a, a heartwarming moment. Like the the ex, the emotion, the the expression, the joy on Foster's face when they talked about like um, Miss Lady Genevieve was just amazing to see. Um, it was just he deserves a shot for that. 
Janae? Have we ever had a unanimous we have not. Shot, we have not. shot of bourbon? Well, today, I mean, Jabri's not here, but for all intents and purposes, I think today we're going to have our first one because I, too, am going to hey. give my shot to Prosper <laughs> for all of the reasons that everybody mentioned. And he's really stepped into this patriarchal patriarchal role for for everybody not just the guys but even nova him being the first person that was willing to sit down with her when she came back to town when nobody else would he's been there for charlie you know been holding her down real tough and even being a confidant of violet um he's been holding the borderlands down from from day one and so uh yeah prosper you you you, you the shit I want to give an honorary shot of bourbon though to Aunt Vi for doing the emotional work, and you know what? I thought yes. it was I thought it was really big of her the way that she stepped in for Darla, not just allowing her to speak her truth, but even supporting her through telling that telling it to Ralph Angel, and even the 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 progress that she's making personally and 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 her emotional healing. So ceremonial and uh, or honorary shot of bourbon for Aunt Vi as well, but. All right. Well, it looks like uh, Prosper is getting the yeah. shot this week. Sure. I, like you said, that's the first unanimous one. Mm-hmm. So, yes. you know, shots up. Clank, 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 clank. clank, clank. And that's going to do it for this episode of Bourbon and Borderlones. Uh, make sure you check us out on Instagram of Bourbon, Bourbon and Borderlones, Twitter. Uh, every week on Wednesday evening when Queen Sugar airs, we are live tweeting. That's B um, Borderlones. At B Border Loans, absolutely. You never know who you're gonna get. I think it's been. Uh, I, I've done it once, and I think Sean, you know, Shanice and, and Janae have been doing it most of the time. Mm-hmm. You can tell. Um, you can tell, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. We tweet like girls. <laughs> all right. I'm all, yeah. When I'm out here, I'm just like, yeah, life is good. <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, well, follow us live. Tweet if you have any questions, concerns, comments. You know, make sure you comment on the episode on SoundCloud or wherever. Um, we respond. We'll happily respond to things. And uh, that's going to do it for this week's episode. You know, so we'll do it. Jabri's not here to kind of. Wait, does he lead that? It doesn't matter. <laughs> We're going to do this in unison. Minus Corey, as we always do. So one, two, three. Take, take flight. flight. This podcast is live. Fantastic.